This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, Tank Girl, Miriam Joie. Brought to you by Audible. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Joie, and today is Thursday, January 28th. 2021 and my guest is the awesome isa rodriguez isa how are you hi i'm good thank you so much for having me yeah thanks again for being on the show last time you and i recorded we were in a hotel room in taipei remember yes i was about to say that actually you were probably one of my very first podcasts like i mean not counting joshua's because I mean, but you were one of my very first podcasts and it's nice to be back. Yeah, thanks so much for coming back. It's so exciting to have you. And more importantly, you know, it's like, it's been a while. I was like, I really need to get Isa on. (laughs) Your channel has really taken off since then. And so, you know, that's kind of part of the reason I said, like, you get phones that I can get, like, but I have to jump through a few hoops to get them, right? So there's three phones that you covered recently that I think I want to talk with you about and get your thoughts as a creator in the Philippines, as a woman in tech. Like, tell me about these three phones. So there's going to be the Reno 5 from Oppo, Mm -hmm. the Reno 5 Pro 5G from Oppo, and the Xiaomi Redmi what is it? Note Note 95 G. Thank you. <laughs> it's it's a mouthful, huh? Um, yeah. So it's uh first I wanna say that you are definitely right. Um the phone situation, especially in Asia, is a crazy one. Uh in the US, I know there are what how many phone releases in a month like if you're lucky you get a couple but then some parts of the year aren't so noisy you know what i mean where i'm at you don't only get flagship releases so you you normally have those in the launch calendar yeah we also have like a couple of mid-range phones with that plus a couple of budget phones with that. So there are three tiers (laughs) and we get that many phone launches in a year. Like it never stops. Um, If I'm not mistaken, the budget phone category and or the mid-range phone category in the US isn't as busy where you're at. No. In our case, that's the busiest. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you get like so many things and which is why we can start off with the Redmi Note 90 5G. Um, I believe you have the Redmi Note 90. It just says Redmi on it. It looks like a Poco M3. Yes, that's a Redmi 90. That's not the Note, that's just the 90, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So I think the main difference, I mean, aside from specs, would be that the Redmi Note 90 5G is a 5G enabled phone, which is crazy because we both know that these big features first come to the flagships and then they trickle down. And it's most amazing that we're seeing all this 5G capability in budget phones now. Yeah. Like budget yeah. to mid-range phones now. So I think that's what's most exciting about that device. Um, I wasn't, I mean, I mean I'm not surprised it happened. It's just, it's happening now. So that's, that's... I think it's, you're right. It's an exciting time because I found that the, we, we've gotten a few affordable 5G phones in the US as mm-hmm. well. Like, of course, we've got the OnePlus Nord N10 5G, yes. 300 US dollars. We just got a new Moto phone, the Moto mm-hmm. One 5G Ace, $400. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a few other Motos and a few like 
But of course, there's not quite the same amount of choice for us as you do yes. having, you know, Xiaomi brand there and having, you know, the, the Redmi brand and all of the Oppo, like basically the BBK group yes. other than OnePlus. Because we, we yes. you know, we don't get Vivo here. We don't get Oppo yeah. here. So, yeah. So I'm very envious of the <laughs> choices. And even though you're right, a lot of it is mid-range and low-end. Like, again, you know, this Redmi 9T that I have you know, it's just a Poco M3 with an ultra wide. That's basically yes. what it is. But it's a it's a pretty good start, right? Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think um, the sentiment is um, the same here. More choices is a good thing for the end consumer. Like, even if you tell me that those are two different phones in like, let's uh, uh, even if you tell me that these are two very similar phones in different skins, like, again, preference, right? Some some person would want the Poco, which would look a little more serious, right? Versus some, I, I, I think the Redmi has a purple one, right? Oh, and nice. I'd probably go for that. I'm all for all these pretty phones and all the cute things, you know? Yeah. So, so. I mean, at the end of the day, it's great that we get choices and it's great that we get value for money choices with the bigger features trickling down yeah. if i'm not mistaken the redmi note 95g is yes a direct competitor of the nord n10 but it is a little cheaper too yeah that's right so that's yeah so that's something to take note of and like when you're in the market for a cheaper 5g phone now you have even more choices um that's right yeah yeah we also got we have the reno 5 and the reno 5 pro 5g now right. this is pretty interesting because usually when you get like a pro phone it's sort of like a tiny upgraded phone from the other phone mm -hmm. but in the re in the in the case of the reno series it's like it's sort of different because for example these two phones have the same rear cameras but right like the main differences between the two is that of course the pro is 5g it's a different processor it's a different screen. You have a curved screen on the Pro versus a non-curved screen on the 5. And then you have a difference in like selfie camera. You have a better selfie camera on the 5 actually versus the Pro. So like all these little weird details. And historically, the 5 Pro was marketed towards India and like Europe, while the 5 is marketed towards the Southeast Asian or south asian countries right and, like this gives you a little peek at how these brands are marketing their phones right like you have a more budget-friendly option here but one that has a better selfie camera mm -hmm. versus like the indian market which oppo is heavily catering to with a reno series which i believe would be more like um functionality performance focused Right. Like that's why they have 5G and the powerful processors and best value for money and stuff like that. They're pretty interesting phone, but I will point out that the Reno 5 series, an offshoot of the Reno 10 times Zoom, and I know you know this phone, like uh -huh. there is a very clear departure as to what thing they were going for at the start of the series to what it is now right it, for sure yeah. yeah it's changed so much it's much more of a mid-range affordable play than it was initially i think they started yes. with that brand to kind of like create some clout right and then mm -hmm. like a halo and then they made these more affordable products very quickly right 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the very first one was a ten times zoom, and it touted being a creator phone. You know, it had the very first periscope lens. It had that shark's fin pop up. It had all these cool things. It was a big and chunky phone. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. And now we have like really nice thin phones. And I mean, the color. I mean, let me hold it up for you. This is the five pro right here. Ooh, it's very it's kind pretty. of pink, like pearlescent right uh-huh uh-huh it's a gradient they're also calling i forget what they call this new finish they usually have terms for it i call it glittery rainbow gradient <laughs> <laughs> nice um so i have the five uh-huh. and i have the five pro they're almost identical <laughs> right and the five pro has 5g but the five doesn't yes got exactly. it exactly you got it and then up front Slight difference because the 5 Pro has a curved display. I got it. Well, there you go. People, obviously, the listeners can't see that. But uh, trust me when I say that Isa is giving me the tour right now. (laughs) And again, I'm jealous. Um, As for the the Redmi Note 90 Pro, Mm -hmm. that's also a 5G, right? Yes, it is a 5G phone. If I'm not mistaken, it's a MediaTek Dimensity 800? 800 U, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's very similar to, uh, you know, I really recently reviewed the Realme 7 5G. Yes. And I really loved it. I thought it was a really, and that was also running a Dimensity 800. It was really good. Mm-hmm. You know, we're seeing a lot of MediaTek-powered devices running 5G because the Re- Reno 5 Pro is on a Dimensity 1000, if I'm not mistaken. Please correct me if I'm wrong because I get these numbers numbered, um, <laughs> con- numbers confused. I'm not very good with these labels. But yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it's a Dimensity 1000 or something like that. I'm sure it's a MediaTek chip because the 5 isn't 5G and it isn't running on a MediaTek chip. Right. So... That's also a good thing to note. We're seeing a lot of these phones run on MediaTek chips, 5G phones. Yeah, so that's I right. think that's a great development right there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And let's see, I'm looking at the specs right now. La la la. Yeah, 800U for the one that you have on your YouTube channel. By the way, listeners, I will link to those three videos. <laughs> they are unboxing kind of first impression videos that Isa did on these three phones. So as a, as a reminder, we have the Xiaomi Redmi, Xiaomi Redmi, Redmi Xiaomi Note 90 5G. And mm-hmm. then we have the Oppo Reno 5, and that's the 4G version. And we have the yes. Oppo Reno 5 Pro, and that's the 5G version. I'm going to get the specs in front of me so it's easy. So the... The Reno 5 is non-pro is a Snapdragon 720G, which is a kind of a gaming-oriented version mm-hmm. of the 720, which is also the f- chip that's in the Poco X3 NFC. NFC, yes, yes. And I reviewed that, and I really thought the performance was really good on that. Yeah, definitely. Um, That is a very good phone. It's still one of the best phones in terms of value for money, I think. Um. It's just that to me, the one thing about that phone is it looks a little too... I mean, it still is a Poco, right? So it it, it looks a little too serious or, 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 or yeah. like... Ma- you know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know if anyone listening knows my stuff, but I am all for like the whole lifestyle, aesthetic, cutesy stuff, which uh-huh. is why the Reno phones are like right up my alley. And the Reno phones give you a choice. You have the rainbow glitter 
unicorn gradient and you can <laughs> get it in like blue or I think black. So yeah, up yeah. to you. The, the Poco, on the other hand, great performing phone. I love it. The one thing I'm sort of not into is how serious it looks. Yeah, they're big phones and they're very, they're not that exciting looking in my opinion mm-hmm. compared to mm-hmm. the, the Oppos. And, and then to give you a feel as well, here's another big difference that I like that Oppo, you know, doesn't hold any punches. Usually they, they use AMOLED on everything and mm-hmm. those two Reno 5, Reno 5 Pro have AMOLED and mm-hmm. whereas, you know, you have to spend more on Xiaomi to get AMOLED. Here you get an yeah. IPS display, which is nice, but it's not nearly as exciting as uh, the colors and the quality of the yes. display and AMOLED. All of these yes. are 1080p f- screens, of course. Mm-hmm. And you know what I love? Um, the Oppo Reno 5 Pro and the Oppo Reno 4 Pro specifically. Uh-huh. I have the 4 Pro, so that one I got. Yeah, so <laughs> you know how good it feels in hand? Like, oh, it's yeah. so light, it's so sleek. That's the same way with the 5 Pro. I've always said that last year, one of my favorite phones to hold was the Oppo Reno 4 Pro, which is a lot considering it's just a plain black phone. <laughs> but it's like, it's a very light, sleek comfy to hold phone and i have tinier hands i have tinier hands than most people you'd see reviewing these phones so that means a lot to me like if i can hold it comfortably if my wrists don't feel the strain like i i mean i'm i'm testing out the note 21 ultra right now and i'm like i'm gonna sprain my wrists here (laughs) it's crazy yeah it's huge it's a big phone so i noticed looking at the specs that the reno 5 and reno 5 pro are pretty much the same size but one has a slightly smaller screen at 6.43 inch and -hmm. the other one 6.55 inch do you notice it is the bezel slightly different I mean, I think it's mostly the curve, like, of course. Uh, because the, of the curved, yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, but the 5 has a slightly small, like, bigger chin, slightly, like, okay. ever so slightly. But I think it would be more on the curve. That's, I mean, yeah, that makes honestly, sense. Yeah. if you hand someone these two phones, they're going to get confused because they, they <laughs> sort of look like they're the same. But yep. I think it's also... The curved screen and the curved back together makes you feel like the 5 Pro is thinner. Yeah. So there's... And then the the Redmi has a 6.53 IPS 1080p. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have high refresh rate, the Redmi. But the no. other two, the Reno, both Renos are 90 hertz, yeah? Yes, yes. So what's interesting about the Redmi Note 95G is that it looks and acts like any normal budget Redmi, you know what right, I mean? Yeah, exactly. But then it's 5G. Correct. So it's it's that's pretty much what's interesting to me. The Renos, on the other hand, they're they've always been great performing phones. They've yeah. always been like I'd say mid-range, upper mid-range Yeah, level. they're kind of always Apple. Yeah, they, they yeah. cost a little more. Like, I'm always surprised. Like, I see the specs and I'm like, oh, this could be cheap. And then I look and I'm like, oh, no, okay, they're they're going. No, yeah. they're, they want to keep that Apple brand as more of a premium play, which I think mm-hmm. is very smart. Uh, yeah. Are you happy with the cameras on the, on the Reno 5 and Reno 5 Pro? They look I, identical on the specs, right? Yeah, so the back, the rear cameras are identical. There's a difference with the front-facing cameras, interestingly. Ah, the Reno 5 cameras are technically specs-wise better. Interesting. Right? Than the Reno 5 Pro. I don't know if it's all, like, it's because of, like, the branding of how, like, the people who'd want these 
performance phones would not want better. I mean, I'm not saying that they do bad selfies. It's just that I find it interesting that they bumped up the specs a little bit in the non-pro version, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Looks like 44 megapixels on the non-pro and 32 yeah. megapixels on the pro on the selfie. And then the other one, the the rear is 64 on both for the main. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's an 8 megapixel ultra wide and there's a 2 megapixel macro and 2 megapixel mm-hmm. depth. Yeah. I mean, in, 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 in everyday scenarios, you won't notice the difference, the no. spec bump on, on the selfies, right? Um, I always say that these numbers are good to look at when you're getting the phone, like when you're about to buy a phone. But in terms of like everyday use, it's not like you really <laughs> notice these things. Um, yeah. I always found Reno uh, Oppo cameras to be nice. Something that not a lot of people look at would be like beauty modes and stuff like that. The extra features for editing. I like that. I always like, I, again, I'm all for choice. If you don't want it, you don't want it. If you don't, if, if you want it, it's there. Um, in general, I look to Oppo phones and I am very happy with their camera performance. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the cameras have been really good on Oppo phones lately. And, you know, I think that what makes me, what got me also excited if I look at the specs again is they don't, you know, because they're kind of more in a premium mid-range, like they don't skimp on some other specs. Like you get eight gigs of RAM and you get mm. lots of base storage plus expansion. Uh, at least yeah. there's expansion on the 5. I don't know about the 5 Pro. I think... It says no on the specs for the 5 Pro, but I don't know. The, the thing about... We can you, open it up and check it. <laughs> okay, sure. But I was just going to say, you know, you compare that to the Redmi, right? And the Redmi starts at 4, you know, 4 gigs of RAM. And mm-hmm. and then you can get 64 or 128 gigs of storage. So you really are at a much lower price point, you know? And yeah. and much not quite as premium as Oppo here. So that's kind of interesting yeah. to me. Yeah, definitely. And also the cameras, right? Like 48 megapixel, there's no ultra wide, there's a mm-hmm. macro and a depth sensor. And then, you know, you get like a 13 megapixel selfie camera. It's not going to be bad. I think Xiaomi's also gotten very good with their cameras. Mm-hmm. But I think that Oppo probably has an edge here. Yeah. I mean, if we're comparing the Reno series, the the, the Reno 5 series with the Redmi Note 9, T 5G. Sorry, I had to think about that. <laughs> I know you had to think about that. Right? <laughs> um, if we're comparing the two, right? Like, of course, it's like the 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 Redmi Note 90 5G. Of course, will not hold up. Definitely, because there's also a very big difference in price. Right. Um, I'd say if you want to compare the Reno 5 series, you'd be much better off comparing it to, let's say, like. Let me think up like which Xiaomi phones because there are so many. <laughs> oh Definitely, God, yes. um, maybe like the the Redmi Nine series would yeah, be. Yeah, I was a gonna say better, the the Mi. Right? I was actually thinking of Xiaomi. I was thinking Mi Ninety, Mi Ninety yeah. Pro, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, something like that. So, but that's not to say that the Redmi Note Nine. T can perform it's just it's a different it's in a lower category like specs wise and price wise yeah uh but it's also like if you think about it uh, sorry uh, i'm gonna go off on a little tangent because it's something you mentioned (laughs) you said the reno fives or yeah they have like eight gig ram and 12 uh, one one to eight gig storage expandable storage and it's looking like the reno 5 pro isn't expandable but my point is like remember when eight gig ram was a gaming phone Oh, yeah. Right? And now we're looking at not even flagships. Exactly. Right? These are mid-range devices, and you get that much power. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell people, like, I have 
very non-techie friends who ask me for advice on phones and I always tell them that the great thing now when it comes to devices is that you can literally get a mid-range device and it like if you're not very particular it will feel like a flagship device like the performance will feel that way that is my bar like you can basically get most mid-range devices in the market right now and if you're not you know someone who who's like let's say very intensive with gaming but even then it it would be able to perform right mm-hmm. like you wouldn't notice you wouldn't notice and what the budget phones can do now like these are things it's that crazy you, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's just amazing to me sometimes i sit back and i think about that sometimes we review phones and we're like ah th- th- this phone doesn't <laughs> have this or this phone doesn't have that and you know for a lot of us reviewers we have to be a little nit picky at this point because phones are <laughs> at this level where they do totally. so much yeah, right yeah, but then you, you take a step back and you're like holy wow it does all of that though i grew up and i like to have a smart device you needed like a pda i had a sony p900 with a stylus and it was uh-huh. this thick chunky thing and yep. it could barely do the smart function i know it's i love that you can buy like a cheap phone like as i said before like the the redmi 90 that i have or a poco m3 and you're getting a good phone like you're just getting a good phone it's 150 dollars, but you're getting a good phone and that's crazy to me like that never was the case before you know if you look at the pricing on these the redmi note 90 5G is about 260 euros. And mm-hmm. then you got the $50 more gets you the Reno 5 at 310 euros. And then 50 euros more gets you the uh, Reno 5 Pro at 410 euros. So actually $100, 100 euros mm-hmm. more. So there's quite a nice difference in price here. So obviously mm-hmm. you're going to get different features at different prices here. And that, that makes sense to me, right? Yeah. And you know what I love about um, these new phones now? can't remember off the top of the, my head if the Redmi Note 95G has it. I think it does. But these Android phones, um, I'm sure you've heard the whole argument about how social media just looks better on the iPhone, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. And then we all know why that is. It's optimization and stuff like that. And so these manufacturers, these Android manufacturers, their solution is to come up with like built-in features that you can use for social media and then immediately share, right? right. And so the Reno phones have this, like the Xiaomi phones have the vlog modes and the social and the, what was it? They call it the short video mode, which automatically right. like lets you share from the camera. But then another thing that particularly the Oppo phones have, they have this soul loop editor. And I remember someone from tech asking, like, what's a good free editor that you can use on an Android phone that allows you to do so many things? And soul loop is one of them. I love that. And now they have built-in templates and stuff like that. Sometimes I edit short clips on Android and I do it on soul loop. Like, to me, that is one big selling point. That's awesome. Well, so if you had any final advice on these three phones, which one should people pick and for which reasons? Well, definitely the Redmi Note 90 5G if you want a budget option, but future-proofed. Right. Budget, but future-proofed, right? Like, it's, I think right now, the best-priced 5G device. If you're looking for the cheapest and you want a 5G, I'm right. not sure about the Moto, though. I will 
Like, take note of that. Like, we don't no, have. No, I Moto. think the Moto can compete because, in terms of price, to be honest with you, I think the only thing I can think can compete with this at this price point right now, which has the same chip in it, is the Realme Seven Five G. Yeah, I haven't tried that, so maybe that's another one to look at. But yeah, it's it's been it's crazy how cheap this is and you get 5g so definitely look at the redmi note 90 5g for that um if you're good looking for good mid-range devices i'd say look for the reno phones not only do they offer performance they also offer a very pretty aesthetic device (laughs) (laughs) again very important for me i always say that like i mean at the end of the day i get these specs right but the deal breaker for me would be like if it's cute if i like it if i like how it looks or how it feels in my hand right so between the two i'd still choose the pro i've always been a fan of the pro reno phones again because it feels good in hand um it's just it's a very sleek phone yeah it looks really color os Color OS is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 amazing. Like I started checking out Oppo phones and they used to have um an OS that was very similar to an iPhone. Um but it is like what it is now. Color OS is a far departure from that. Like it is sleek, it's amazing. It has all these customizations. Definitely I think one of the best Android OSs out there right now. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah mm. i think it's gone so good like i the when i reviewed the fine x2 pro last year that's when i was really like wow color os mm. is just finally grown up into something that i would not hate using before that i was not a fan honestly <laughs> yeah <laughs> no no i get you um it's a common sentiment uh funny enough when I started reviewing phones, I was an iPhone user and I started reviewing Oppo and Vivo phones because it was easy for me to get coming from an iPhone perspective. But then eventually you realize that Android can offer so much other things. And so I'm like, okay, I'm not enjoying uh, this Android with an iOS skin anymore. Not as much as I would have like these other phones, like not as much as if I were on a Pixel or if I were on like a OnePlus phone. But now slowly but surely, like Color OS has proved to be a worthy OS, right? So there's that. so yeah, I, I always say go for it. Oh, one notable thing. The Oppo Reno yes. 5 has an audio jack. The Reno Ooh. 5 Pro does not. Okay, that's good enough to know. So yeah, so uh, these are... Of course, are... The, the Redmi has an audio jack too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So cool. I mean, I guess it depends on use case, right? Like, honestly, I'd say the main deal breaker between the two would be one, either if you want 5G or not. Right. Two, if you do wired earphones or not. Right. And three, if you want expandable storage or not. I think between exactly. the two, yep. those are the three yep. considerations. And otherwise, you're just getting good phones no matter what. <laughs> yeah, true. That's <laughs> true. Like performance-wise, it's I, I can't I can't really complain about anything. Cool. Well, there you go, folks. You you heard it here first. You heard it from Isa. I have not touched these phones, but every time I check your channel, I'm always excited to see all the cool <laughs> toys that you get that I don't. So you we're we're all able to live vicariously through you. So thanks so much for that. <laughs> Let's switch to some news. There's a whole bunch this week, and some of it is more important than others. I think that I just want to go through it with you and kind of get you a feel for some of it. It's not gotcha. like super critical. Some of it is rumors and some of it is leaks. Some of it is 
fact, though, and I think interesting, you know how obviously Honor is now a standalone brand, uh, yep. its own company. And I'm really excited because they announced a new phone last week, just the, I think the day that we recorded the last podcast. Uh-huh. And it's the Honor View 40. Uh-huh. And you know, obviously, it does look a lot like it was engineered in, during the Huawei days, still, right? Uh-huh. It's because you look at the specs, and it has the uh, it has that amazing fifty megapixel uh, sensor for the main sensor that is familiar from Huawei. But I'm excited because you know they get a chance now to create their own identity, right? Mm-hmm. And we're gonna start seeing hopefully some phones with GMS with Google yes. Mobile Services from Honor, right? Yes, and like, okay, first off, I'm not so mad at them releasing a phone that looks like it's straight from the Huawei era, because honestly, I miss those phones. Like, I really, really do. Those are some very good phones. I love them. So I also am very happy about the fact that there's a pink version. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know that not everyone cares about this as much as I do, but I do care, and I care a lot, and I like that. And They've also, made some really nice pink phones in the oh, past. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I uh, which phone was it? I remember mm, there was one they I think released. it was the Honor Twenty Pro. Yeah, the the pink one, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the one, one they showed off in Berlin. No, it yeah, Berlin. that's right. No, it was. Yeah, I think you're right. It was around that time in the summer of 2019. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's pretty much, I'm pretty sure it's the Honor 20 Pro. Yeah. And they just released some new colors at IFA, and one of them was this yeah. incredible pink. Oh, yeah, I was freaking out. I remember they, they were talking about the TV, which was supposedly the main that's thing, right? right? And, and you I didn't went, care. Yeah. I didn't care. I, I, it was a beeline <laughs> to the pink phone, yep, and yep. I boxed everyone out because I was shooting this thing for so long. Totally. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see that. But like you said, I am also excited to see where they take it. Exactly. Um, What's interesting here is that this is, a, again, also just like the Reno 5 Pro, this is a MediaTek Dimensity 1000 Plus. Mm-hmm. So this is interesting to me already that we're not, it's not a Kirin chip, you know, mm-hmm. because obviously this phone was designed at the time when they were still a part of Huawei. Yes. So, you know, but it does have that cool 50 megapixel main sensor, the RYYB sensor, mm-hmm. which is exciting because the low light should be really good as the main sensor. And then it has an 8 megapixel ultra wide and 2 megapixel macro and a 16 megapixel front. A big OLED screen at 120 hertz, uh, 6.7 inches. That's exciting to me. High refresh rate on Huawei usually doesn't go higher than 90 hertz. So this is yeah. probably... For, you know, a phone that I know is, it was not Huawei now, but it was designed during Huawei. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good to see 120 hertz there, right? Yeah. I am actually now very curious. The more we talk about it, I'm now <laughs> more curious about what or how this phone is going to feel, how it's going to perform, because I'm pretty sure we'll see some Huawei reminiscent things right but i want to see yeah well the big question for me is will they include google mobile services on these particular phones when they do the global version because yeah that'll be telling right that that'll be interesting the uh they have eight gigs of ram and they have 256 gigs of storage 4000 milliamp hour battery these are 5g phones so they have they have all the check boxes and the only thing that's really missing here that i can see is you know some sort of telephoto but this is Mm -hmm. you know uh, an upper mid-range phone it's not really a flagship so yeah and then the pricing is you know 
not cheap, but like I still think competitive. Like if we're looking at, you know, 555 mm. for the base model with uh, 128 gigs of storage and then a little more 618 US for 256. And honestly, I don't think you need more than 128 on a phone like that, but that's just me. Yeah. So you're looking at mid 500 and that I think, you know. That's not bad. Yeah, that I mean, puts it in competition with like the Pixel 4a 5G yeah. for us, right? You know? Yeah. I I wonder when they're releasing it globally, though. I, I just really want to see. It. They said that. So what's interesting is that, you know, it's called the View 40 5G in Asia, but in China, it's the V40, right? Because mm -hmm. they use V. But in the rest of the world, it's going to be the View 40. And I think that it's come to Europe in the past. So I'll be, it'll yeah. be interesting when they come out in Europe with this probably in a month or two if it has gms that's that to me that'll be yeah. the pivotal point it looks like to me it looks like to me that honor is now heavily targeting europe like for sure from yeah. from their recent moves it's it's been towards that market um yeah, yeah. i no matter what you say, right, the whole gms thing has become an issue because even if you yeah. say there are workarounds for us who i'd consider a little more forgiving or a little more patient with tech we can find workarounds for that for sure yeah yeah but the problem is the everyday user will not have the patience to do so that's what i've learned for sure like you i mean how do i say this my mom sometimes does not understand if she's on a website or on an app let's put it that way <laughs> Right. I have friends who get confused about like why there's Twitter on a browser and then on this other thing that they tap on their home screen. You know what I mean? Yep, yep, so yep. like, it's just another complication that I don't think a lot of people will be able to get over anytime soon. Yeah. Um, make no mistake. I feel like if 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 Huawei decides to go on this whole path, eventually there'll be a day when they are able to create a competitor that's not this complicated, right? Right. I I'm sure of it. I'm sure that Huawei, Huawei mobile services at some point will get to the point where it's as easy as Google mobile services. And then there'd be competition. And then... I think for, for markets like Southeast Asia, India, China, I think it's going to work. Europe, even maybe in Europe. But I think there are some places where you, people just need Google, right? Like, yeah. I mean, like, you know, right now you can't run Uber or Lyft without Google mobile oh, services, yeah. right? So Definitely. It's like, no, it's like, even for us, like the main issue is a lot of kids can't even do online learning because everything is Google-based. Ah, so if see, you're you yeah, so if you're on um a phone that gives you all these extra steps to get to let's say a Google Docs that you and your groupmates are working on, that's mm -hmm. that presents a problem in itself. Um and yeah, I though I do believe that HMS will get to that point as to how long it will take is always a question. I don't exactly. think it's going to be yeah, anytime sure. soon. So for the next couple of items, you'll see what we're going to do is a big, bigger item and a small item. So the bigger mm -hmm. item here was the Honor View 40 story. Mm -hmm. And even though they're no longer the same company, the smaller item that goes with it is that there's rumors, at least Reuters has made a story that 
is based on some uh, sources of theirs, yeah. that potentially Huawei is looking to sell the P-series and the Mate-series phone business to another company. And remember that initially the Honor sale was a rumor and yes. they denied it. Remember? Yeah. And then it happened, right? So, of course, Huawei's already denied this mm -hmm. uh, writer's story. But what's interesting to me is that let's play what if this happens? What if they sell the P and the Mate series phone business to like another weird Chinese group of companies like they did with the Honor brand, right? Mm -hmm. And now we can maybe get P series and Mate series phones again with GMS. That's to me, that's like sounds like a workaround. Like, you know what I'm saying? It sounds it it, it yeah. sounds like Huawei is kind of like, oh, well, let's see what we can do about this. And it might not be a bad idea, actually. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, um What do you think? It's like so so many moving parts to this. Like one, like, yes, that is a workaround, but on the other hand, it's like, will they be the same phones? Like it makes me sad that we're talking about it because the P and the Mate series phones, they're very very good i love oh my those god phones. they're amazing yeah yeah they, they were definite game changers i mean before these phones like there were i mean i think that the p series phones were like one of the series of phones that put mobile photography up there all For of sure. a sudden there was so much focus on cameras yeah and it was amazing how this shaped the whole smartphone industry and how everyone now focused on like AI or taking photos or stuff like that. And it's definitely a game changer in that sense. And now to see its future be this, what's the word? Unsure is a little sad to me, having yeah. like followed it, covered it. But at the same time, it's also like a little hopeful, you know? Like, maybe we'll yeah. see more of it. Maybe it'll get better. Maybe we'll get it back. Well, I mean, you know, for me, the way I look at it is, you know, China is a very different way of doing business. And we don't know what's happening under the table and behind mm -hmm. the doors here. Like, yeah. Honor is being sold to a bunch of Chinese investors. Mm -hmm. But how close are the are there ties to Huawei, oh. right? Mm. So see what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying ah. that. Like part of me wants to think that maybe there's more going on here mm -hmm. and this is just a way to get around these bans and these, yeah. these you know, U.S. trade uh, restrictions. And mm -hmm. that's, I think, a pretty clever idea right now. And if you have to do that, like if, you know, they sell this P and mate division to someone else and then they continue making great phones and they continue the Leica partnership and we now get Qualcomm chips in these phones and we get, you know, GMS on these phones. I'm not going to be upset about it. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, for real. Um, it's funny how you said that because that is a very, like, real um, scenario, I think. I mean, we see these workarounds in everyday life as is, like, not just, like, on the big scale, right? These are, like, legal mumbo-jumbo things that we see in everything that we do, like, in everyday interaction. So that's definitely a very big possibility. Yeah, and when companies get really big, you know, they sometimes break themselves up into smaller companies. Well, guess what? <laughs> I mean, I mean, do we not have, like, one plus? Oppo, Vivo, I know, and then I know. Oppo offshoot into Realme, 
And then yeah. what else? Yeah. Like Vivo and I. How do you say it? IQO. And then there's Xiaomi, right? Xiaomi with like how many brands? And then there's Xiaomi, <laughs> Poco, and Redmi. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see a comeback. Exactly. To be honest, any restriction I think just forces any company to be more creative in the stuff they pull. <laughs> sure, there sure. is. I mean, it may reshape or change the course of technology, but at the end of the day, innovation is innovation is innovation. You right? can't stop it. Yeah, you can't stop it. It'll it's it's like water; it flows. <laughs> exactly. So the next big one we have—that's a really big one. I'm sure you have a lot of feelings here. It's the uh, Sony Xperia Pro was finally announced. So <laughs> I mean, launched. Sorry, it was announced like over almost a year uh -huh. ago alongside the Xperia One Mark II, mm -hmm. and it's essentially an Xperia One Mark II with a rugged plastic mm -hmm. chassis and a four 5G millimeter wave antennas and an HDMI input mm -hmm. and a crazy 2,500 US dollar price tag. And you know how uh, Sony's phones, I really like them, but I always think of them as very niche, you know, very mm -hmm. narrow market, like, you know, catering to creators and people who are really into photography or videography who who are used to using real cameras and they want that experience on a phone but they also want a phone that checks every box gotcha and and i like the xperia phones like at least the the one mark ii and the five mark ii this year mm -hmm. were excellent phones the only problem was that in the u.s you couldn't get 5g on them even though they're 5g phones they know bands that work in the u.s oh so if you bought these phones in this country, you mm -hmm. could get them to work on 4G, okay. But then as soon as you, you know, wanted 5G, you were, you were out of luck. So it's hard to justify mm -hmm. the price. And, mm -hmm. you know, when you can't get one of the main features on a flagship, right? So yeah. the Xperia Pro fixes that because the Xperia Pro works on 5G in the US, mm -hmm. including the crazy millimeter wave that we have. Mm -hmm. But it is $2,500. And the reason it's $2,500 is this is even more niche, more narrow. Uh -huh. It's for like professional video creators that need to stream video to the cloud by 5G or need to use or want a really nice viewfinder for their camera because the HDMI input mm -hmm. can be used as a super high resolution 4K viewfinder for your camera. And they have software to do that and of course hardware to do that. And that's what differentiates phone. But this is a feature and a lot of people are like, you know, the reason it's so expensive is getting a, getting a good HDMI monitor for your camera is really expensive right now so but this is also a phone it does so much more yeah. so i think in this world that they're aiming for the targeting twenty five hundred dollars is actually a pretty good price mm -hmm. but i think a lot of people are pulling their hair right now going what's going on here why would you and what's uh -huh. up with this phone that's now what nine months ago since it was announced <laughs> it's well, finally I mean, launched i think first off anytime you give the public a crazy price tag that like eh, like people have this initial reaction right i mean yeah you have foldable phones which cost you two thousand dollars and people were like what the heck but then at the same time it's like it folds man it folds right um, <laughs> yeah. people will always be surprised at the, these big price i'm not saying that this is justifying the big prices i'm just saying that this is the reality of it you give a price tag that big like people will always pull the hair it doesn't matter right um so i i haven't like how do i say this i haven't had, like i go both ways on one hand yeah. i'm like 
Ah, I see people talking about how like pro photographers or videographers wouldn't get it because they'd want all these different functions on an external screen. But then on the other, like as a creator, we know that yes, we have like high powered stuff, but then sometimes we want like lightweight stuff that does a lot. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, we yeah. want all these like, sure, you want to shoot in, I mean, not particularly me not me because i i like all my stuff tiny and stuff i can carry and put in my tiny purses but i mean i see people want to shoot with pro cameras in their studios but when they go out and vlog they don't want to be taking out the pro cameras right they still want the point and shoot or something like that yeah, something yeah, yeah. along the lines of that setup um but what in my mind to my mind i particularly picture are Twitch streamers exactly. who go around. Yeah. Like, there are people in, like, Japan. So I know this because when I visited Japan, like, I, I, I met with friends who actually watch these videos. These are Twitch streams where they go out, explore, and they're just streaming the whole thing. And these mm -hmm. people actually bring out, like, big-ass backpacks with everything on it, everything yeah, connected, yeah. just so they can stream it and stream it well. Now, I'm thinking, if this is the market, all you need now is a DSLR and that phone connected to it and it makes yep. everything so much easier. And in that yep. particular use case, I'm like, someone would pay $2,500 for that. Literally, yeah. if I had the money, yeah. You could mount like a, a mirrorless, a smaller, not like doesn't have to be an Alpha 7, like just mm -hmm. a, like a 6500 or something, a mirrorless mm -hmm. uh, APS-C camera from Sony or even a point and shoot from Sony, like yeah. the... Uh, ZV-1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ZV-1, yeah. And you put that in a cage and you put the phone as a monitor facing you so you can see yourself You're much done. better. And you now have 5G and you can stream onto Twitch with those two pieces of equipment. Exactly. And the phone can charge the camera and also you can do, you know, transfer USB-C to the Twitch mm -hmm. app and have the HDMI for the monitor for monitoring. I think this, yeah. this is going to be some use for this. And I think it's actually a very interesting product mm -hmm. because of that. I'm, I'm not worried about the price. I think that Sony is making a really interesting product with this. Is it for yeah. me? Probably not, but I can, I know a lot of people that it's for, you know, you know, that's a great thing that you say that because again, it's all about choice, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it could be for you. It could not be for you. But the fact that it exists empowers consumers. And yeah. I like that. And for some, like for, you know, prosumer, right? Like people who are not like the football broadcasters, but like, you know, people like, you know, Joshua and others, mm -hmm. you know, like YouTube creators and Twitch streamers like this, you 2,500 is not a huge amount of money. Mm -hmm. And you think about it when you want the best equipment. Yes. Right? And this is solid equipment, right? Yes. And you probably spend that much on your camera setup anyway, <laughs> yeah. right? And By the time you get good lenses on an, an Alpha 7 of some kind, mm -hmm. you're going to be spending that kind of money too. So Yeah. No, definitely. I agree. And for example, like it's, it's, it's a very forward looking thing. They're looking at not just video production, but a specific use case. I mean, how many times have we heard that streaming is the future, right? Exactly. <laughs> Especially because of what's been happening. Like, it's everything's... Like, streaming, I think, has... I don't know what exact numbers are, but definitely grown. Streaming, mm -hmm. I mean, not just on Twitch, not just on Twitter. Like, everyone's been Everything, doing... Yeah. yeah. Live streaming is a thing, and 
this presents a very valid solution to it. Would I like for it to be cheaper? Sure, but it's not. Yeah. What's important is that it exists. Hopefully, as they go along and more people are into the idea, hopefully they're able to create other stuff that allows it to be cheaper. I mean, it's the same way I look at foldable tech, right? Yeah, totally. It started and everyone hated it. And it was like such an expensive little thing. They've perfect, but like as they went along, they've gone and perfected it in a way where like it's actually usable for everyday life. And now what I'm hoping for is that that continues and we are able to get cheaper devices so that more people could enjoy it. Yeah. And I think that the Xperia 1 Mark II, which is this is based on, was a solid phone. So this is a solid phone. It adds 5G for the US with millimeter wave. And of course, it's expensive, but it has this thing that no other phone can do, become yeah. a display for an HDMI camera, 4K display with HDR, with 60 frame per second. Nobody else can do that. And yeah. I think that in that sense, it really is a pro device. You know, like people mm -hmm. often call, like we just talked about the Reno 5 Pro. Yeah. There's nothing really pro yeah. about that right it's this, really just a step up this you know? xperia pro is really yeah. pro you know and that's cool speaking of xperia and compact phones <gasps> you know sony as you know has been a big in the past manufacturer of really compact uh -huh. flagship they've taken their big flagship and made it smaller and yeah. sold it like no no changes in specs just smaller screen I smaller like battery that. and so there's rumors and as we've seen apple has done the same with the iphone mm -hmm. 12 mini and it's been very popular with very many people for good mm -hmm. reason and there's rumors that Sony is paying attention and they're not going to let Apple steal all of the pie. <laughs> and so, well, how do you feel about this? This is a leak. This is not confirmed. Yeah. But there's rumors of them making an Xperia Compact again. What, what, do, what do you feel? How do you feel I, about that? I'm, I'm very happy about this because I have said on multiple occasions that my tiny hands <laughs> need a break. Um, I That's did right. actually buy the iPhone 12 mini. You and did? Yes, I did. That, that was the iPhone I got. I was not going to take any other iPhone. I was so happy when it got announced. Um, I know a lot of women who also wanted the Mini. The problem is, as much as I love it for its size, I hate it for its battery. Like, yeah. I'm telling you now, this is the first time in my whole life reviewing tech. Because I was on the iPhone 6S when I started reviewing tech. And I mm -hmm. did not know that batteries could be way better, right. way better. <laughs> and now you know. Now I know. And like, so I got the iPhone 11 and I was like, ah, it's interesting that the battery on this does not suck. On <laughs> Like it's, it's passable. Android standards, it's not good, but it's passable. You know, I wasn't like yep. living off. I wasn't hugging a wall anymore. Yeah. And then I got the iPhone 12 and it was the first time in a while where I was actually hating on a phone because of battery. I have to charge two times a day to be wow. on that thing. So you have and to like, carry a battery pack basically. Yeah, and I'm like I'm I'm not having it. Like I'd be so mad if this were my only phone. Right. As much as I love it, I also hate it. It's my love-hate relationship with this phone. And like so many people are now like hating on it, saying, see, no one really needed the small phone because sales weren't good. And I'm like, sales weren't good probably because it had sucky batteries. And do you yeah. know how many women want this tinier phone and like people telling them that they don't need it because they don't want the batteries? And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it's not the size, man. Obviously, it's not the size. It's the performance. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, I, and, and, and again, again, remember, this is a tinier phone 
with watered-down specs from the supposed Pro Max. That's yep. another yep. thing. I know people who'd offer a tinier phone except they want all the, the camera power and they went with the Pro Max anyway. And most of the time, the conversation that surrounds that is that I wanted a tinier phone, but I wanted the camera. So, I mean, as women, <laughs> we're conditioned to take a lot and take what is just there. Admittedly, and I will go into a whole tangent about why I do what I do. <laughs> Admittedly, the tech industry is not built for a lot of women consumers. We've had these conversations a lot of times. Most of the people who decide on things are male, who cater mm -hmm. to the traditional tech audience, which is traditionally male. A big chunk of tech reviewers are Caucasian males. So, mm -hmm. I mean, the opinion is shaped by this lot. And True. And this is why I think like diversity is important when it comes to tech reporting and tech reviews. Because, I mean, just because what I want is different, it doesn't make it less valid. And I think it's high time that the less techie, in close in quotation mark, are, are given the type, the, the tech content that they'd be able to consume and appreciate the way they want to appreciate it, right? So yep. to me, that's part of my whole thrust to empower all these lifestyle consumers by giving them the information in a way that they'll understand. Now, coming back <laughs> to the whole <laughs> size thing, like it sucks that, you know, as a woman, you're just conditioned to just take it like, okay, my wrists will just suffer because I want the better cameras. And that's right. how I've been using my tech. That's how yeah. a lot of girls use their tech. I'm not even just saying just girls, like even like, guys who are like more of lifestyle users who don't want like yeah, the yeah. heavy hitting stuff right yeah absolutely exactly so that being said like i am now being like how historically like sony has created the compact phones right and now i'm being given something that i'll be comfortable using but without the compromises how great is yeah. that like no, that's it it's great. Let let's see how this goes. I <laughs> I'm really hoping that Sony can show us how to do this right. Yeah, no, you know, definitely. like no compromises or minimal compromises compared mm -hmm. to the iPhone 12 yeah. mini. And if anybody can pull it off, I think they can because yeah. they've done it before. And I know? get I get Okay, so Joshua always um jokes with me on this like he says that the thing with me is that I want something that has X, Y, and Z. But then when I mm -hmm. get X, Y, and Z, there's always a qualification of it has to be cute or it has to be tiny. <laughs> and he's like, you are wanting to defy the laws of physics. And I'm like, I get that, but refrigerators can talk, so I should be able to get what I want. <laughs> there you go. You've heard it here from Isa. If fridges can talk, Isa can get what she wants. I agree with you 100%. No, it's, right? it's, it's a matter of time, right? And where yep. we are in technology, for example, I will give you concrete examples of this. I wanted a tripod that will be able to stand as big as me, but not kill me because I can't carry it. Like we run right. around in shows and I want to do it in heels and I want to be able to carry my stuff. And we got the Peak Design tripod. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how that thing like folds into such a tiny thing and still stands as tall as me. But once upon a time, when I was when I started my search for the perfect tripod, that didn't mm -hmm. exist, and now it right. does. Or there you for, go. 
for example, um, I'm on, I switched to the Fujifilm X-S10. And I came uh -huh. from the Fujifilm X-T20. And I wanted a better camera, but I wanted a tiny one. Right. You know? And they didn't have that. It's either get the x four or three or two and those are bigger cameras and i'm just like i mm -hmm. don't want that but look at my tiny wrist it's, it's gonna <laughs> break and so now they come up with this tinier camera with a whole different redesigned in-body stabilization system and it works because it's tiny and now I, I get but my point is like if it doesn't exist it will so let's wait for that let's push for that let's encourage that <laughs> Yep, I agree 100%. We need to move on to the rest of the topics, but this one is actually not very exciting. It's just more of like a, by the way, uh -huh. last week we talked about how Qualcomm announced the Snapdragon 870, which is basically an 865 plus plus in a way, like mm -hmm. just a steroid 865. <laughs> and proof that it exists is that Moto in China released the Moto Edge S, mm -hmm. which is interesting because cosmetically, this looks more like a Moto One. Uh -huh. Actually, it looks like the Moto One 5G that we get in the US, uh -huh. which I think in Europe is called the Moto G 5G Plus. Uh -huh. And here it's called the Moto One 5G. That chassis, if you remove the Snapdragon 765G and you stick a Snapdragon 870 <laughs> inside, that's basically what they did for China. And so we're not sure if this phone's going to come to the rest of the world, like Europe or Asia, like Southeast Asia, like outside of China, or it's going to come to the US under like some sort of like carrier deal because the, the Moto One 5G right now, you can only buy from carriers. Mm -hmm. um, but in spec-wise, it looks identical with a Snapdragon 870 and it has... You know, of course, this is China only, so the prices, you got to take them with a grain of salt because they're probably highly subsidized from mm -hmm. ecosystem play. But 310 for 6, 128 gigabytes, 371 US dollars for 8 gigabyte, 128, and then 433 for 8 gigabyte, 256. Mm. So very affordable. Yeah. And so this is not too surprising that other than the price of the chip and the change of chip, this you know, might be $100 more when it comes mm -hmm. out in the West. It'll be interesting to see because, you know, obviously we're going to see a whole bunch of affordable flagship or mm -hmm. premium mid-rangers with mm -hmm. the Snapdragon 870 yeah. this year. But the question is, how expensive is that going to be, yeah. right? Because the 888 is the is the killer, right? It's uh -huh. the big one, right? Yeah. It's the boss. So now, where does the 870 fit in here in terms of price? That's what I'm thinking I'm going to be very curious about. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We're talking about processors, so I'm just like, to me, it's like, does it do what I need or does it not do what I need, right? And yeah. this processor is sounding like it's going to do what I need. <laughs> my well, for sure. I think the, the exciting thing here is that this phone is going to, basically do everything the 765G version mm -hmm. does. But if you want a game on that phone, it's going to be real good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to get that no compromise gaming yeah. experience out of this phone, which I think is interesting. Yeah, that's... that's For people who want that. I, you know, a few things stick out, right? Like one, it's interesting because we are now seeing these chip makers create stuff specifically for the gaming aspect of it mm -hmm. um yeah. i recognize that in the u.s i i i've read that it's still more of a console gaming country yeah. where for i'm sure. at 
it's like it's crazy it's mobile, mobile yeah. gaming is blowing up we have competitions we have people building careers on it it's amazing how big it is uh i cannot tell you how many times i get asked for a gaming review which i refuse to do because if you ask me to game <laughs> i'm gonna i don't know play bejeweled or something um i i do try cute games every now and then but i don't think i'm the one to ask <laughs> when it's it's gaming stuff you know um that's one and two it's always so funny to me like this is just something i'm gonna point out but it's always so funny to me how like phone manufacturers sometimes are just like depending on different regions are just like oh well just take that part from the phone that we released there and then take this new thing and now we have a new thing for that area <laughs> i mean <laughs> you know how it is with bbk group and yeah. with xiaomi group that's basically all they yeah. do they're like they have a part spin and they're like okay let's grab this from this bin this from that bin that chassis and put it out together oh it looks exactly like the phone we released a month ago but it's slightly different Oh, and then put a gray jet finish. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and then we put a boring finish on it or put an exciting finish on it, right? Yeah. yeah it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, kind of related to this conversation we're having of, you know, how phones are made of parts bin, there's also the whole conversation around, as we talked about with the Reno 5, the two Reno 5 phones and the Note 90, how affordable 5G is really becoming important, right? Yeah. And, and I think that's what we're seeing here too. Like ZTE, you know, ZTE, mm -hmm. depends what country you're in, um, <laughs> is... Uh, interesting because they are, you know, they, they're struggling in the U.S. a little bit because there's some restrictions as well. But somehow they've managed to partner with Visible, which is a mm -hmm. Verizon sub-brand, mm -hmm. like of affordable prepaid. Uh -huh. And they've managed to come out with a $384 phone, 5G phone, called the Zeti Blade X1 mm. 5G. Has a Snapdragon 765G. Mm-hmm. A 1080p display, like multiple rear cameras, including a 48 megapixel main sensor. Mm -hmm. um, basically, it's very similar to like a OnePlus Nord N10 mm -hmm. 5G or like the that Moto that I talked about yeah. earlier, That the, the the one that came out before the Snapdragon 870 mm -hmm. version, the, uh, the One 5G. Basically, very competitively priced for the US at least. Yeah. 5G phone on a US carrier you can buy today. It's exciting to me. Like I like to see that. I like to yeah. see people have choices. And so because you we don't get all the choices you guys yeah. get with BBK Group and Xiaomi and everything else. So, you know. So that happened. <laughs> uh -huh. I'm happy for you guys. I'm really happy for you guys. <laughs> um we we are seeing movement in in this category in the US and I I I find that exciting for you like to get all these choices. Right. Finally, we get a mid-range that's not just Moto. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was about. You know to what I'm saying? That's that's what it is for us. <laughs> like this is ZT is a mid-range, like One Plus at three hundred dollars with a nice phone, you know, etc. etc. Sure, it's not maybe the most One Plus faithful phone, right? Like mm -hmm. it's missing some things that really would make a One Plus phone better. Like I'm talking about the Nord N10 5G. Yeah. You know, it's I'd, I'd prefer the real Nord, you mm -hmm. know, with the notification slider and the better materials and the better mm -hmm. camera. But you can't, you know, when it when I first reviewed the N10 5G, I reviewed the European model and I'm like, wow. it's too expensive for what it is and it's not mm -hmm. good enough for to have the OnePlus brand on it. But then when they announced that it was coming to the US for $300, I was like, 
I don't think you can buy a better phone for $300. Yeah. Like, you know, sure, it still has the same compromises. Yeah. It still doesn't quite feel like a OnePlus phone. It feels more like a, like a Realme phone to uh -huh. me or like an Oppo, like a cheaper Oppo. Uh -huh. But at the same time, it's $300. Yeah. Like, you know? Oh, definitely. Um. And so, I think that 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 spells out the main difference. Uh, we have official OnePlus resellers here, but I don't think it's as popular as the Xiaomi's or the Realme's. No, of course and not. And it's definitely because in this market, I can even buy a good entry level phone for a hundred dollars, a hundred fifty dollars, and it's crazy. So to to give us these phones. You're just all of a sudden, why should I go for that when I have this choice? And I would love for that to happen in your market. Because <laughs> yeah. it's crazy to me how sometimes if you read US coverage and like someone will say, it's such an affordable device. And I'm like, how much is it? And you get like a $300 price tag. And I'm like, oh, that's affordable. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, exactly. of course, it's, it's a difference in context. And I get that. But still, it's just like, man, you should see the phones, how cheap they can get here. I know. And that's what we're saying. Like, you know, for, for you folks, it's a whole different story. We need to wrap up soon. So I wanted to bring up uh, this last item, which is uh, Calpe's company is got a name now finally calpay was <laughs> yeah. uh, was as you know a part of oneplus mm -hmm. uh, i'm sure my audience knows this of course you know this too isa but i want to remind everyone he was very instrumental oneplus left oneplus in the fall mm -hmm. announced he was starting a new company consumer electronics of some sort and we now have the name of the company which is ha 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 called nothing so what's your take on that first of all every time i hear about this and I come across a tweet I like this instantly plays in my head um I know you're gonna recognize I hope you recognize it I like in my head it goes like I have nothing nothing <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's put that out of the way because it's been playing in my head non non-stop I really hope it's smart home. I really hope they're not just buds. It might be just me. I know a lot of people like these truly wireless buds. They're cool. But yeah, it's, sure. it's not something that sparks my imagination. Um, <laughs> I totally. Because of this lockdown, I've recently been getting more and more into smart home. And I really feel like there's potential for tech in that. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, just another tangent. I feel like the reason why smart home isn't becoming a thing is because the people who normally care for the home part would be like these moms and these aunties and technically they're not the usual people who deal with the tech exactly. side of things right yeah, so that's not that, yeah that's the big reason why it's not clicking but we're seeing millennials more and more get into the roles of homemakers and people who keep their homes and especially because of the pandemic everyone's like just going crazy trying to fix up their work and home space and so i see the whole smart home revolution being fast forwarded you know what i mean yep yep and so that absolutely be, yeah that being said i really hope nothing has smart home <laughs> stuff because that would be more exciting to me that would be more future forward to me and how they're describing this new brand as something great and innovative that will feel like nothing because that's what life is right great tech and i i, I agree i totally agree great tech is tech that you don't even notice great tech yep. is innovation in something that works as it traditionally would 
added with this new cool feature that doesn't impact or affect how the original use case would be which is mm-hmm. on another tangent why i really like let's say the lg wing because it works well as a candy bar phone but has that added feature you know exactly that being said if nothing were something like a smart home or smart home innovation i mean that's just me i'm, I'm rooting for it because i want it to happen <laughs> yeah um, i hear you but also we're seeing the same hype around this what card yeah, same marketing yeah. yeah the same angle absolutely i like i like that that's got me excited because i'm like i feel like they've always done a very good job with their marketing mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. calpe dr- drove that at one plus a lot so yeah you know sometimes a little over the top and you know gimmicky and you kind of roll your eyes but you've got to give them credit for having done a really good job in the past and I, so i'm really excited to see what nothing is <laughs> <laughs> no same here and i think i think that's the whole charm of it the fact that we are buzzing over this new brand which we know nothing about which is entitled nothing is a testament to how great their marketing is really for sure and speaking of not nothing <laughs> do you want to tell people where they can find you on the internet isa Right, so on the internet, you can find my tech videos on youtube.com slash Isa Does Tech. And then on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, you can find me on at Isa Does underscore. There you go. So folks, you really should subscribe to Isa's channel. Check out her videos about all things tech and lots of cool smartphones. If you are like me, a big fan of smartphones, that like you have smartphone envy, you know, <laughs> Isa's channel will satisfy you. Like, it's really good. And of course, follow her on Twitter, Instagram, and all that because, you know, women in tech, you know, we got to band together. Yeah. You, you guys know where to find me. I'm at Tankerl on Twitter. That's T N K G R L. That's the same on Twitter and Instagram. It's uh, basically the, the comic book character Tanker. I'll drop all the vowels and that's how you get my handle. So basically, if you want to discuss this podcast with me and Isa, do it on Twitter. Yes. And then if you want to, you know, look at pretty pictures taken with phones or pretty pictures taken of phones or whatever tech I'm playing with, check out Instagram. There is a couple of YouTube channels that go with the podcast as well. There's youtube.com slash mobile tech podcast. That's where I do a lot of unboxing videos like as a supplement to the channel since the podcast is audio only. So if you want to get some visuals, that's a good place to go. Go to YouTube. Mostly unboxing, some reviews, some hands-ons. And then as a new channel, my producer and I just started that if you can subscribe, there's not a lot of content, but we're building up some content for it. It's called youtube.com slash mobile tech more. And it's going to have a lot more like smart home and and other non like basically stuff that you use use your phone, but it's not really your phone. It's not headphones and earbuds. It's more like a bit of other stuff. So check that out. And then of course the podcast lives at mobiletechpodcast.com. If you just listen for the first time today because Isa is on the show or something, awesome. Please subscribe, check it out. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Spotify, pretty much everywhere you'll find good podcasts. If your app lets you rate the podcast or review the podcast, please consider doing that. It helps people with discovery. And there's a donate link in the show notes. So check that out. If you want to help the show, you can donate. It's just a PayPal link. Uh, the show notes is where I put all the links for all the topics of the uh, of this episode. So check that out. 
And uh, yeah, that's that's basically it. I want to thank our sponsor, Audible, of course, for being with us forever now, like since the early days of the show and sticking with us. Audible.com is a really great platform for audiobooks. And if you like to read as much as I do, but you don't want to use your eyes, you want to listen instead, then, you know, they're the platform for it. So we've got a great deal for you that also gives you an opportunity to support the podcast. AudibleTrial.com slash MobileTech is the URL. That's AudibleTrial.com slash MobileTech. And the deal is you get a 30-day free trial and you get to keep a book at the end. No strings attached. If you click through, you help the podcast, you help Audible. Everybody's happy. If you want to stick around with Audible after that, you can. I think you should. I really like it. I love books and I can't always read them because my eyes are tired, as I said. But sometimes, you know, I'm driving, I'm on a road trip or something. And it's nice to be able to listen to these epic books, you know, for like hours on end and you can take a break the next day, you get back to it. It feels like very episodal. I really love it. And also, you know, a lot of the authors read their own books, which I think is really great. So you really get a feel for how they thought about it when they were writing it. So that's Audible. Check them out. They've been our sponsor forever. We want to thank them again for doing that, for helping the show, for being our sponsor. And Isa, thank you so much for being on the show a second time. So good to have you on. Always welcome. It's always fun. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have you on again, of course. And folks, we'll have another show next week. So stay tuned for that. And until then, cheers, everybody. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.